Empire is not your enemy. This is what it's come to. I must be a puppet for the Empire. If you do not comply with their request, you will be arrested like the other senators. A mandatory curfew will be put into effect for your protection. And as your senator, I promise... I... I promise to... No. This is wrong. It is my duty to act in your best interest. And it is why I can no longer condone this unjust occupation. Defying imperial law and openly inciting civil discord. I thought we had an understanding, Senator. I refuse to be your puppet. My loyalty is to the people, not the Empire. An unwise choice. Regardless, we will acquire what we need from you. Your draconian tactics won't work on me, Captain Bragg. That would be a first. first. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. This episode is titled, We Are the Bad Batch 5. On this episode, we will be diving into the two most recent episodes, titled Common Ground and Devil's Deal. In these episodes, we are continuing to see the Empire grow strong and push its oppression on the citizens of the universe. A lot of interesting parallels between our world here. In the episode titled Common Ground, we see Senator Singh from the planet of Raxus being told to fall in line with the Imperial occupation that has occurred. For some context, Raxus was the former headquarters of the Confederacy of Independent Systems, which was the faction that attempted to secede from the Republic during the prequel era. As we know, this faction was being shadow controlled by Palpatine, and its leaders were under his spell until they all met a convenient fate at the hands of Darth Vader. The useful idiots played their part, and then the show was over. 
Later on in the episode, we'll get into another useful idiot that met a similar fate. Anyways, this senator was being told to make a public address to help keep the people calm and get them to believe that the imperial occupation was actually a good thing and that they were not there to harm them. But as a large crowd gathered and Senator Singh took a look at his people, he switched course and told them how wrong he believed this occupation was. And, of course, he was subsequently placed in imperial custody and the clone troopers moved in on the crowd with heavy weaponry and army vehicles to quell any potential uprising his words caused. During Singh's captivity, he mentions how their draconian tactics will not work on him, as they attempt to use the interrogator droid on him, the same type of droid used on Princess Leia in A New Hope in an attempt to extract information from her about the rebel base. What's interesting about this episode is that the Bad Batch crew goes to rescue him, a former Separatist leader, because they were always enemies of the Republic in the Clone Wars. As the saying goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Let's hope that in our world, people with differing viewpoints and belief systems join forces to make a cohesive front against the powers that be, the real enemy. Probably wishful thinking, but you never know. Oh yeah, and one more thing. The Imperials have enacted a curfew on the citizens of Raxus for their protection. Hmm, sounds an awful lot like a lockdown to me. Has anyone listening ever heard of lockdowns in our world? I don't know. I'm sure it's just a far right-wing conspiracy. In the next episode, Devil's Deal, we see even more Imperial treachery. On the planet Ryloth, we see Cham Syndulla, who fought for years during the Clone Wars, has now allowed the Imperial presence to take over his planet as well. However, even more nefarious than the previous episode on Raxus, in this instance on Ryloth, the Imperials have asked the people to both throw down their weapons to be confiscated and also step down from any military posts they previously held. Per the Imperials, the new clone troopers were the ones that would protect them now. Now, why would they want to do that? Interesting. Just like in our world history, you only see weapons confiscations when the powers that be would want to do something that the people would want to shoot them for, to steal a line from Charlie Robinson. At this point, it is still to be determined what will happen to Cham as he has attempted some attacks on the Imperials and is in custody at the end of the episode, while his daughter Hera has escaped. Anyone who has watched the Star Wars Rebels animated series knows the character of Hera as she is very significant in the formation of the Rebel Alliance in the next few years. Also in this episode, you also see how Imperial forces are pushing propaganda that they are there for noble causes. They mention how they are in the process of building and staffing a refinery which will bring, quote, peace and prosperity and revenue to the planet. However, you start to get hints that this refinery is anything but a noble effort as it seems to be a covert weapons facility for the Imperial forces. Now my favorite part of this episode is about another useful idiot being hung out to dry by the new empire after he pushed their agendas as far as they needed to go. Let's talk about the weirdly named Senator Orn Free Ta, a company man who helped Palpatine achieve more and more power throughout the prequel trilogy, and by proxy, helped himself attain more and more wealth and status throughout the galaxy. Senator Ta was the galactic senator from Ryloth, 
and he had many suspicions about the Sindula family and their potential plots they could enact to disrupt the Imperial activity on Ryloth. In the end, however, he was just another useful idiot. Senator Ta was intentionally shot by the Empire during a rescue operation after, quote, he had played his part per the Imperial Admiral Rampart. And this always goes to show, the more and more you align yourself with the totalitarian government, the more and more likely you are to get a bullet in the head for knowing too much. Just ask KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov about how this exact style of government worked in Russia. In closing, this show is becoming eerily similar to events in our world. From past episode references about lockdowns and imperial passports, aka vaccine passports, to these new episodes referencing curfews and the silencing of politicians not willing to play ball, you have to wonder how close to the mark the Empire is to the new world order that is seeking to take root now. Now let's get back real quick to the senators who chose not to play ball and were subsequently put in Imperial custody. Isn't it interesting how several leaders from around the world who have questioned the COVID narrative or refused vaccine supplies have mysteriously wound up dead? One of the best reggae artists out there, Buju Banton, just went on Instagram talking about how the Haitian president assassination was based on his denial of COVID funds, vaccines, etc. Conspiracy? Coincidence? Hmm, I don't know. Probably not. Considering all the craziness around Haiti and the government <clears throat> Clinton <clears throat> involvement there over the past few years, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a concerted effort worldwide to push the vaccine narrative, just like the Empire's concerted effort to push their agendas worldwide. COVID vaccines are safe. The Imperial presence on your planet is safe. Play ball. Or else. Time will tell. As they say, the difference between conspiracy theory and conspiracy fact is just a little bit of time. How much time before our theories become truth? And how much time after that before they pivot to a new narrative to distract from that truth? May the force be with you. We're going to need it. God bless.